Hey guys, welcome to the KZN Fishing Report, presented by Angler New South Africa. I'm your host, Vinesh Zagreem, and this show is brought to you by the King Fisher. Daiwa is proud to introduce the next generation of BG spinning reels, the Daiwa BGNQ. Thanks to their new one-piece monocoque aluminium body, they're lighter, stronger, and with even more torque. Sizes 6,000 to 20,000 cover every aspect of saltwater fishing. From spinning lures off the beach to winching in giant sharks and throwing lures offshore at big game. The new design makes it more rigid and distortion-proof, increasing water resistance. Gears are larger and more durable thanks to DigiGear technology, extending their gear life. Daiwa, feel alive. Hey guys, welcome to this week's KZN Fishing Report. This is the 9th of June 2022 and to kick off this week's show, what I can tell you is that the rumors are true. The Silver Shoal is on the way, the water's looking good and the sea is starting to settle. So guys, it is time to start planning a few days off for the season. So with this week's show, we've got the offshore fishing that's been pretty good on KZN with a couple of decent fish being landed. But the mixed bag of fish between the game fish and the bottom fish anglers, they have certainly reaped the rewards if they have braved those big seas. The KZN rock and surf and there has been the odd inedibles being caught. However, the focus has been on the edible fishing. Especially with these rough seas, the Kamo Bays has certainly been the ticket for this past week. As for the freshwater, another mixed bag of fish coming out. The trout still water season is getting better every day. The bass is starting to slow down, but the specimen carp angling is certainly picking up. So with that being said, let's kick off this week's show. Starting off on the south coast as always, with your areas from Port Edward, Ramsgate, Margate, Shelley Beach and Port Shepston. Well guys, the conditions are looking good. The water is starting to clear up. The weather has been playing its part and with that, there has been some good fishing, some good reports in the rocky areas of the south coast with some species of bronze bream and stone bream being caught as well as your usual blacktail and quarantines. And yes, there has been shad on the bite, so the run is starting to pick up on your rock and surf side. In your offshore side, there has been a few reports of some keelback as well as some very good bottom fish action. However, as always, many reports of the taxman taking his share of the bounty. Now, moving on from the lower south coast to your mid-south coast, Pennington, Rocky Bay and Scottborough, another decent report of weather and water conditions looking quite favorable, some shared activity, but apart from that, not too much to report on. There's been the usual blacktail quarantine. If you're scratching, you're definitely gonna get onto some fish. But apart from that, not too much activity. Now moving on closer to Durban, as always, there is Gary from Warner Beach to tell us what's been going on with Warner Beach, Wanadoon, and a Manson Toti. Morning, chaps. It's Gary here at the Kingfisher of Warner Beach. Yeah, things are pretty grim. Pretty grim, I'm afraid. Um, it looks like a swell kicked up overnight again, and uh, the water's a funny color with that smell continuous sort of a funny smell if you can call it that sewerage smell i've got virtually no news and uh, along here unfortunately i'm just waiting to hear what what this in the sardine flight report i haven't got it for 
I'll phone Greg a bit later and get it. Yeah, let's just play it by ear, chaps. It's really a waiting game along the, the old famous Kingsborough beaches at the moment. I heard there were some nice carrows and a couple of shad there in Yorni. Oh, we into June and... <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Well, just a waiting game. We'll see in the next week or so what transpires. Thanks very much, Jeff. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you so much for that, Gary. Yes, a waiting game it certainly shall be. However, when it does come through in your area, we do know it comes through in abundance and we will be out there with some bending rods. Now, while Gary was talking about a man's utility and the shed coming about, guys, I would like to mention this from last year's experience. It was rather concerning factor with the amount of litter that's been on Inyoni rocks. Now we are all well aware of the shad fishing that goes on at Inyoni rocks at this time of the year. And last year it was very disturbing to see the condition of the rocks. I mean, we go there, we enjoy ourselves, the fish come through, there's shad, there's garrick, there's other species in between that we've caught over the years. And it is a fantastic fishing grounds if you are taking friends or family that are new to the sport to go out there and make sure you know, they're gonna be getting onto some fish because, well, we know when, the, when it's on at uh, Inyoni Rocks, we cannot miss. However, the condition of the rocks that was left last year was really uncomfortable, really upsetting to see the, the amount of litter, the amount of cut up sardines that was squashed on the rocks. It was pretty much unwalkable. And if you are passionate about the sport, it was really unfishable. So guys, what I would like to implore us to do is to take care of our fishing areas. And it's just a really simple thing. To carry your bait, you take your bait box and you throw it in a bin. You know, or pack it away, carry a few bags and just put it into a rubbish bag. On your way out, there's bins throughout the walkway going up and just toss away your garbage in there. And when you are baiting up, guys, please, it's a sardine. It's just bones and skin or whatever leftover bits of your bait. Just throw it into the sea. Do not throw it into the rock pools. Do not just leave it out there on the rocks where other anglers are gonna step on it and squash it up and it's just gonna lie there and rot because that is what's making the place really uncomfortable to fish. It's gonna be making the place really uncomfortable to take our new anglers of the sport out there. And more than anything else, it is such a beautiful, pristine fishing grounds that when we go out there, we wanna be comfortable when we are fishing. So guys, I'm not gonna harp on this, but it's just a little thing. Let's just take care of our environment and let's fish in areas that provide us with a good day's fishing and keep the memories of Inyoni Rock lasting longer. Now, moving on to Durban, where we've got Mike V from the Kingfisher with this week's fishing report. And this is what Mike had to say. How's it, my bud? Um, on the angling scene, as far as I know, the beaches are still closed, but the guys are fishing. Um, I got to see some pics of lovely spade fish. Stumpy, I think the guy told me, was six and a half kilos. There were some lovely, lovely um, edibles being caught at the moment. Some big shad. Um, saw a couple pics of shad that were, I think, definitely over three kilos. Um, all in that mid-north coast stretch. Uh, Beachfront has been quiet. A couple undersized shad. Couple small grunters, one two bay shark. The bay, bay's had a couple lovely grunters in it. Uh, Kings and that has gone a bit quiet at the moment, as far as I know. Uh, we did spin the other day for nothing, we didn't catch a thing. Deep sea, I've heard of a couple tuna, a couple snook up the north coast, also bottoms again. A couple killed there, a couple rockies, things like that. Yeah, that's it, my buddy. Hope it's good. Have a cracker. 
Thank you so much for that, Mike. Another great report from you with having your ears on the ground and what's been going on. So yes, it certainly seems as though the shed is on the bite, some good sizes in the mid-north coast, and a little bit more difficult with the fishing in Durban. And continuing with the difficult fishing in Durban is Brad from Linsky Charters, who's been seeing fish, but not getting fish. And this is why. Well, good day, guys. It's Brad here from Linsky Fishing Charters. Fishing report for the past week. Guys, honestly, the fishing has been pretty difficult. We don't quite know why the fish aren't eating. Um, we can see them all on the fish finders. There's just a huge problem. There's something wrong with the water or currents or pressure. We don't quite, can't quite figure it out. Um, yeah, but it has been difficult. Uh, there are some reports of one or two boats who managed to be in the right place at the right time and find some Gilbeck up on the far north side. Um, the only real fish we've been getting are the half cobs in the shallows and around the Durban area. Um, and that is about it. Uh, so guys, hopefully it gets better. It can't get any worse. So guys, tight lines. Thank you so much for that, Brad. Yes, as you said, it can't get any worse. So yeah, let's hold down for some better days, which should be around the corner. Now, while we're still in Durban and we were talking about the beaches being closed, yes, by um, our health and safety regulations, I've been getting a few calls where guys have been asking me, are we allowed to fish? Can we eat the fish that we do catch? Is it safe? So with that amount of calls that has been coming through, I had to get in touch with someone and he would like to remain anonymous. However, he is a specialist virologist physician. And apart from being all of that, he is also a avid fisherman. I know him personally. He's also a diver that's out relatively often when he is not working on these studies and cases and deep research with what's been going on with our water conditions. And we were trying to find out what is going on with the E. coli or E. coli in the water. And he has come back with a very interesting report. And pretty much what he says is that our immune system is fairly strong. He hasn't seen any cases where eating the fish that's been caught recently has caused any conditions. And he can't see any issues with us going out and fishing uh, our local waters, apart from if we were to catch a barbel in the Amgeni River. Well, that's going to be a whole nother story. But with regards to the E. coli levels affecting our immune system, so far to date, there hasn't been anything reported. So pretty much in a nutshell, what he tells me is that it's entirely our choice. You know, we could choose to go fish, catch a fish, eat it, or choose not to if you're a bit more concerned. So we are not saying that it is uh, from Anglo New South Africa, that it, it is absolutely safe. But what we did do is speak to a specialist in the field and he has told us that, you know what, it is from his reports, we are good to go. So I'll leave the choice in your hands, the power of choice, of course. Now moving on to Belito, we've got Jesse from the Kingfisher Belito branch with his fantastic report of what's been going on in his area. Good afternoon, Vinesh and listeners. Um, hope everybody's doing well and adjusting nicely to the colder conditions. Uh, I believe in most parts of KZN now, you know, we're averaging about 10 to 13 degrees every morning. So it's right down there. Um, if you're in areas like Hillcrest or Marisburg, it's going to go even, even lower than that, much lower than that. 
So I think we uh, winter is officially here and things are, I don't want to say heating up in the uh, fishing world, but um, it's getting better. The shad have made a slight, slight appearance down the south coast. Um, I have heard uh, Port Edward side, they are uh, coming out uh, in full force. And normally when they start in Port Edward, we can, we can, we can kind of bank on just a, just a week or two before they start uh, filtering through here nicely. Um, uh, I did mention in the previous report that we have had one or two, but nothing to write home about. Unfortunately, what tends to happen um, this time of the year is the shad shoals kind of move around and they, they are migrating. So uh, if you do hook into one or two, you know, it's going to be one or two. It's not going to be a full, um, a full, you know, uh, full on swing of shad coming through as we would expect later on in the year. But um, it's still quite nice to use them as, um, as bait for Garrick, uh, which is obviously one of the main target species coming up this time of the year. Um, Cobb will take a, a shad as well. And um, just remember when you're, when you're using your bait, your limit for shad is 30 centimeters. So don't, don't underdo it on your shad bait. Even though you're using it as bait, a lot of people are under the impression that if they're not using the fish for consumption and they're using it as bait, then the size and, and bag limit don't apply. They do apply. So just make sure you don't go over your limits there. So yeah, we are getting a couple of shad through. Um, as far as inedibles go, I did hear of a couple up the north coast, but nothing like two weeks ago when we had a bit of a, a diamond smash and there were a couple of blues that came out. It's been a bit quiet, but there were quite a few grey sharks that came out on uh, at High Rock. So if you want to get in on the greys, then definitely head to some deeper water points um, in the Belita area, give it a shot. It's, it's quite exciting because you don't necessarily need heavy tackle for them. You can get away with using anything as low as a spinning setup. If you're going to be fishing into deep water, I've quite often used a 10 foot 6 spinning rod. I use my trusty Excella with the 20 to 30 pound braid on something like a BG 4000. Put out a 3 iron sinker and, and, and a mackerel head. Nothing too big, you don't want to overload the rod. And you can play around with those grey sharks all day on a light outfit and you have more fun on any of the heavier outfits. So nice for the youngsters to go out and have some fun with them. Nice for um, the bigger uh, tackle if you're going to be catching quite a few of them. If you're fishing in slightly more rocky areas where you, where you need to kind of uh, bully the shark around the rocks a little bit so that it doesn't get too damaged. Um, if you want to pull it into clear water or pull it up a gully. Um, the heavy tackle is obviously the right option to go for there. You don't want to fish in treacherous areas with a light rod and end up damaging your tackle or damaging the fish. Um, so yeah, grey sharks are here. Um, we've had numerous reports of them. And then uh, coming a little bit further south in the Salmon Bay area was the only other area that we've heard of much news and that is um, a lot of blacktail. And obviously it's not everybody's cup of tea, not everybody wants to go and target blacktail, but just bear in mind, the youngsters absolutely love catching blacktail, carantine, and all of the other species similar to that. All they want to go and do is get a line in the water, catch a couple of small fish. They don't necessarily want to take them home to eat, they just want to go fishing. So if you have a youngster that's keen to get out in the water, make sure you head down to 
um, the Sweetwaters or Salmon Bay area, which is just the, the, the southern point of, of Belito, that's now b between the Belito Ski Boat Club and Tongat River Mouth. That whole stretch is it's quite a walk, but if you start at the Ski Boat Club and work your way down, you will find fish if you, if you look for decent water quite close to the Ski Boat Club. Going a little bit south in the Westbrook area, things were a little bit quiet up until now, but I do believe that the one or two bronze beam that came out in the beginning of this week. So we, we honestly, I think we're on track. It's going to come right. And then a few species like stone bream come out as well. So all in all, not a bad week's fishing. Not like it was before all of the rains, but we can only get better from here. Guys, good luck and enjoy the fishing. Thank you so much for that, Jesse. Another fantastic report, and I must say, a very interesting report on that shad fishing. Thank you for reiterating the size of shad, guys, 30 centimeters, even if it is used for bait, right? So, once again, Jesse, thank you for that. And, oh, yes, thank you for the advice on the fishing for the gray sharks, the tackle to use. Very, very informative. So now moving on from the uh, lower end of South Coast to the upper end, Richards Bay, where we've got Ali with this week's fishing report. And this is what Ali had to say. Good morning, Vinesh. Hope you all is well. The past week fishing were very good for deep sea anglers. The weather was perfect on Friday and Saturday. There were almost no wind and a little current, but that was it. The bottom fishing was extremely active. There were Natal stomp nose that weighed all above 3 to 4 kg and plenty of salmon and rubber lips. But the sharks was a bit too much, having taxed the fish. For harbour there is plenty of kingfish as well as edibles like the bronze bream and some salmon, but our estuaries have been a bit quiet the past weekend. I also heard that the doggers are moving in slowly, so I'm hoping to catch some in upcoming week. Thank you, that's all for now. Tight lines. Thank you so much for that, Ali. Always great to have you on board with the latest news. So, guys, it seems as though Richards Bay is certainly the place to be, especially if you're a skiboard angler. So, the offshore and the harbor fishing is looking good. The estuary is not so good, but it is what it is, and at least there is some fish coming out. Now, moving on slightly further up to St. Lucia and Cape Vidal, where we round off this week's saltwater report, we've got Mr. Jeff Ashwood with this week's fishing report. Hi there, Vinesh, and all your listeners. This is Jeff from St. Lucia. Um, fishing over the weekend, past weekend was pretty good, apparently lots of snook around. Um, that's at St. Lucia, and then having a few tunas and uh, the odd kuda. Uh, at Cape Viral, not many boats launching there, but uh, the few that have launched, um, there's a fair amount of um, these small showy kudas around, and a few tuna, and that's about it. A couple of bonnies, but uh, no great excitement, except for the, the snook that came through over the weekend. Um, they are sporadic, so every second, third day, they come wild and then goes quiet again. Till the next fish, everybody, be safe. Thank you so much for that, Jeff. We really appreciate your report coming through. So guys, that rounds off our saltwater report for KZN this week. Now, what about the freshwater? Well, we've got Jan from the Kingfisher, Peter Meritzburg, who's always up to date with what's been going on. And this is a fantastic report of what happened over this past week. Hi there, Jan Korobal here from the Kingfisher and Peter Meritzburg reporting. As is usual, a quick look at the, at the weather for the week ahead. 
as I've got Facebook sending me reminders lately with various snow warnings for this time of year over the last 10 years or so. But I'm happy to report that there's uh, no snowflakes on the horizon and the current decent spell of weather looks set to be sticking around for the time being. With Trout Rivers officially closed for the next month, uh, river season only reopens on the 1st of September. And we haven't exactly started the countdown just yet, as the winter still water season is now in full swing and there's plenty of fishing still to be done. Speaking of which, last weekend found yours truly on the edge of a dam, well four different dams to be precise, as I was fishing in the Camberg Trout Festival. This is a very popular event and one of the longest running trout festivals in the country, this year being the 25th event. Well, it actually started 26 years ago, but as we all know, COVID had a boot in a, one of those years. The Camberg Trout Festival attracts fly anglers from all over South Africa to make their annual trip into the Camberg Valley to come and experience the epic sunrises and sunsets that the Midlands has to offer. In between the sunrises and sunsets, there's of course the finger-numbing frosty mornings and frozen rod eyes with your fly line sticking in your rod unable to cast and then followed by a somewhat slight thawing out in the weak winter sun but these make for the most memorable of fly fishing weekends. The current high water levels and that frosty morning on Friday made for a drop in water temperatures but uh, waters are still in double figures for the most part. I only experienced one of the dams um, sitting down at about nine degrees and yeah it was pretty chilly but these bring its own challenges and uh, trigger the fish into spawning behavior which makes them get somewhat iffy over the smorgasbord of flies that are being thrown at them. So as is the case with events like these, there will always be some lucky and some not so lucky anglers. The lucky anglers getting stuck into plenty of great fish. In this case, this year the winning angler tricked 21 fish and the most unlucky, sadly, not even getting a touch. This year's festival produced a good number of fish in the 40 to 49 centimeter bracket a healthy sprinkling of fish in the 50 to 59 centimeter bracket and two winning fish that stretched the tape to 60 centimeters and tipped the scales at 2.65 kilos. Well done those anglers. I found myself somewhere somewhere in between the extremes and I had a somewhat slow start on session one with only a single fish coming to hand. This was followed by two rather disheartening blank sessions. Oops, note to self not to repeat this coming weekend. But happy to say that, I've, that the fish found me again in the fourth and final session and I brought five to the net, one of which was a cracking 56 centimeters. As a team, we found ourselves just outside the prize points, but hey, as they say, there's always next year. And the plans have already been hatched and our spot is already booked to attend this great event next year. But before I concern myself with such long range plans, this weekend will see me back on the waters but this time around the village at Nottingham Road, attending the Tops Corporate Trophy Challenge. And the following weekend, I will be fishing the waters of the Boston Fly Fishing Festival. So I'm looking forward to recording at least one catch, that is not blanking, with some happy jibing and banter between the teams on the waters. So, watch this space, or rather, listen out next week for the Tops Corporate Challenge report. The anglers of the Natal Fly Fishers Club are also out and about making hay while the sun shines and excellent fish are being reported from the club waters. Again, plenty of fish in the 40 to 49 centimeter mark. Good numbers of fish also 50 to 59. And then, and then a report that made me sit up with two proper fish around the 60 plus centimeter mark from the same session. The name of the angler and the name of the water is being withheld to protect the culprit and the scene of the crime. But excellent fishing that will surely get the heart rate up just a bit. From the Bass Boys, last weekend saw a Joey's Tournament Trail event taking place at Albert Falls Dam, 
And once again, unfortunately, reports mentioning extremely tough fishing. Everyone was scratching for fish and only two boats registering a five fish bag. Local team DST Natal, comprising Zain Habib and Arshud Mata, took top honors with a bag of 12.364 kilos. Fourth place going to another local team of Kazmarine Stoner Farms with Kirk Fenrewek and Mark Mayer. Uh, somebody commented also that these events usually take place on the weekend. And, but from other reports, fishing during the week for those where for those anglers who are not slave to the wage is reportedly on fire. And there have been some good reports of 14 to 16 kilogram five fish bags being registered. It seems plausible, however, then that the weekday pressure with plenty of boats in the water is making the fish gun shy by the time a weekend event rolls around. Perhaps something to think about in terms of competitive angling, as I know in various other facets of our competitive angling, certain waters are closed off if there's going to be an event. Of note again is that anglers from Albert Falls Dam are once again reporting some very large crocs in the vicinity. So be careful of those flat dogs boys. You don't want to end up taking a swim. Midmore Dam is reportedly showing some good fish again in the shallows. So tight lines guys, get out there and enjoy the good weather in the meantime. Thank you so much for that, Jan. What a fantastic detailed report with all those competitions. I'm glad to hear the Stillwater fishing is in full bloom. And good luck with that Tops Trophy Challenge, Jan. I'm sure with all the prepping you've been doing over this past week, you will not blank. Well, we'll be crossing fingers that you don't. And also, a very interesting thought on that midweek fishing for bass. Yeah, very interesting, especially when we consider the comps are over the weekend. So definitely food for thought from Jan, who is our correspondent from the Kingfisher Peter Maritzburg. Well, KZN, that rounds off our fishing report for this week. So, very interesting times ahead. A lot of good shad on the bite at the moment, uh, but of difficult conditions in certain areas for the skateboard fishing where certain areas has been picking up. So, I guess it's just a matter of choosing the right fishing spot. And that's pretty much what we do here at Anglin New South Africa. We get you onto the right feeding zones. So guys, that is it. That is us for this week. And as per our correspondence, the fishing is only going to get better, especially with that silver shoal being around the corner. And with that being said and running off the show, as always, keep your fishing area tidy, respect the bag limits, and fish for the future. Guys, special thanks to the Kingfisher for making the show possible. We could not do this without them, and more so, we could not do this without the expert correspondents from their stores. So guys, always make sure to support those that support you, and in this case, the Kingfisher. This show is proudly brought to you by the Kingfisher. The Kingfisher has stores in Durban, Warner Beach, Balito, Kloof, and Peter Maritzburg.